Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp. <gasps> you'll laugh. And you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Hello. And Matt Bradshaw. Hello. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to episode 158. Is that what it is? I think so. It's been quite the hiatus. Uh, we've had long service leave. You get you, you did, long service sleeve. No, no, not long service sleeve. Long service sleeve. Yeah, you don't want those. They're Road no, Sally Road. They're dripping your soup. Not Road Sally Road. Road Sally Road. <laughs> um, you you might not have known this about podcasts, everybody, but um, once you've done a podcast for three years, you get almost eight months long service leave. <laughs> um, um, it's interesting that we're doing this today. Uh, because our good friend David Griffith of the um, Cool Room Cool Room podcast uh, messaged me only a week ago and said, what happened to the podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. And now I can say, nothing happened, man. Who you fucking are? No, we had a s- podcast on service loop. I just told him we're on hiatus. It's good it's word, like that, ins- isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's a hiatus hernia. What? How does that manifest? I don't know. Is it, something my mum's said for a long time. Is it a hernia that you get when you're on holiday? <laughs> like you're re- like a hernia that you'd really want to get while you're at work, so you can have time off. It's like yes. um, it, it's uh, it's like the word indigestion that I always used to hear adults saying, and I never uh, really understood what it meant. Because when you're a kid, you don't get indigestion. You just eat all the shit, and it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. And you just run and play, and then you have bite to eat and then you swim and you don't drown and then you come back and then you have some more chips and then you have some Alan snakes. Oh yeah, Alan snakes are good. Can you tie a knot in a snake with your mouth? With your tongue in your mouth? Um, I believe I've successfully done it once okay. out of many times of trying. Do you have to stretch it like one of those oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. balloons? Yeah. yeah, you've got to give it a bit of... Yeah. yeah uh, bit my of mother work. can do it every time your, and quick. Your mother? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's um, she can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can do it. It takes some effort though. Mum has a bunch of things like that because she was a school teacher. Yes. Like she would do like like games, and you know, that was apparently. I'm assuming that that's not where she found out she could do it. But um, she had all sorts of fun activities for kids. Remind me. Yeah. As we progress in this extravaganza. Yeah. Um, yes. Party, balloon animal party balloons. Blo- oh, Re- yeah, remind yeah, me yeah. about it because we'll come back to it. Because when we talk about what we've been up to, we'll come back to it. Well, I, I, I've been up to that. What? I'm, I've got, I'm pretty good at balloon animals. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I bought a whole balloon animal kit. Yeah. And then lots of other balloons when okay. um, my brother had his second child. <laughs> uh-huh. So I could be like the fun uncle Dom. Funkle Dom. That's you. Yeah, yeah. You've always been Funkle Dom. Well, no, not always. What? Well, because I haven't always been an uncle. Well, I just, you know, 
Have you, you see, <laughs> Mark, I've missed this. <laughs> he hasn't. <laughs> so we get a gig at Crown tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. My guitar broke down. Yes, it did. Your guitar did not gently weep. It just broke down. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not playing very much at Crown these days. Crown, unfortunately, uh, for those people overseas... Crown who, Casino, sorry. No, Entertainment Complex. No, I've given up on that. Um, for those of you who are overseas um, or just don't live in Melbourne and have no idea whatsoever what the people of Melbourne went through, and I'm one of them because I <laughs> live in Lara and we were we were lucky. We are so lucky. You were lucky. Um, that... There are still pretty strict rules about square meterage and social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. And so places like Crown, which are really big, still have quite considerable restrictions as to how many people are allowed to come in, which, of course, affects the bottom line. Do you know the actual capacity of the the legal capacity of Crown currently? I believe it's 5,400 people. 2,500. It's not 5,400 people, isn't that amazing? Wow. So when the last, that circuit breaker lockdown happened, yeah. it was 5,000. Oh, it, it got, got reduced cut. by half. Jeez. And that's why they didn't open again that extra week yeah. when they were still. So what do we do with this? Like 2,500 people in this entire complex. Crown Casino, again, for anyone who doesn't know, it's massive. It is long. It's a big, big piece of geography. Mm, so. Mm. And deep. Long and deep. That's our new duo. <laughs> More. Hello, I'm long and he's deep. <laughs> it does. That is very uh, Morecambe and Wise. Of us. Surely yeah, it's yeah. got to be. Uh, which Ronnie would you be? Oh. Now here we are at, like totally excluding most people who... Uh, yeah, but David Griffith will know. All right, that's all right then. Um, I'd have to be... I'd be the little one. Yeah, I'd be Ronnie Corbett. You think you would? Well, yes... Why do you think you would be? Well, no, no, no. Mine's by process of elimination. Okay, go. Because Ronnie Barker had that amazing, dexterous ability to string massive, long sentences of nonsensical phrases together without tripping over and missing a beat. I can't do that. Oh, neither can I. We're both going to be the little Ronnie. No, okay. There you go, little Ronnie. Okay, why did you think you were going to be Ronnie Corbett? Oh, just I was I'm little. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, like, I'm way bigger than you at the moment, but just I'm shorter. Okay. I'm short, yeah. I was thinking maybe because you, you might have thought that you, you are, you'd be able to do those little soliloquies in the in the big chair well. Nah. No. Oh. I don't think I can do anything well. Oh. Now, here's, here's something. Um, now, I was talking to, um, at one of my new jobs, um, I was talking to the person that hired me for that job the other day, and... Um, we, so I'm doing some guitar teaching for everyone who doesn't know it. A couple, a couple. You're of doing schools. some guitar teaching for everyone who doesn't know it. Yeah, and fuck <laughs> for the people who are not aware of what I'm doing for a job. <laughs> um, and we were talking about um, how most of the students I've got um, are kind of like, you know, they're year seven and eight, and they're kind of the quiet kids, right? But they're everyone, every single kid I've got, particularly at this school. Um, 
really dexterous and totally capable and everything I show them, they get it straight away and it's like, okay, well, this is not like a teaching experience I had when I used to teach. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. And, um, and Dom has a teaching degree among his other multitude of qualifications. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so what could be the case is when I used to teach, I didn't have a teaching degree, so maybe I didn't know what I was doing. No. And maybe now I do. But... Might not be true, but what is we were anyway? We we're talking, um, my I guess my supervising teacher and I, and I was saying how I'd noticed that like I don't find that any of these kids are the quiet kids in the one on one scenario because you know they engage and they yeah, answer the question, yeah, and yeah. um, but also I think there's just this scenario where while well, they're not in a room of 20 other people and those five big personalities aren't taking up all the yeah, space. Yeah. You know, and um, she said to me, she said, oh, I said, because I like, I am that quiet kid, except I learned early on to flick the switch. Otherwise, quite often there'd be like silence in class or um, I would be bored. So um, it's like, okay, well, I guess now is the time that, you know, I have a role to play in this situation. And I would like to, you know, sit back and not really be part of it but mm. otherwise it's a waste of time yeah yeah and um and she, she said i find it really hard to believe that you were ever the, the quiet kid <laughs> she's like known me for like a week i said no I, I i'm just kind of saying that quite often if there's people who want to be the show i'm happy for them to be the yeah. show but if no one wants to be the show someone's got to be i'm exactly someone's the same, gotta get on get the show on the road right and i've noticed that personally Quite often, I'm the starter, and then I can take a step back when other people have got, yep. got we're on a roll kind of thing. Um, and so, I I don't know which Ronnie I would be, but I figure I would just be the one that the other person's not being. Oh, not I doesn't want to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was doing as well when I said yeah. process of elimination. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think the same thing. I mean, I uh, my experience with that is just I think about the times I've been not the focal point of a band. Um, I'm happy to sit back and be the support. Yeah. Like, I'm really happy I for it. I way prefer it. Oh, I don't prefer it. <laughs> I definitely don't prefer it. Oh, why does that stop? And we're back. Well, then. How are you going to stitch that together? I don't know. Um, first gig back, Jitters? Good. Yeah. So. Hey. Cannot remember when... What was happening when nah, we... Yeah, me neither. Ronnie's gigs when you've not been a focal point. Yeah, but no, no, we, we were past that. Bugger. Anyway, nevertheless, I just got back from Radelaide. I like it there. Yeah, me too. I prefer it when you're here, but... Oh. Yeah, I like Adelaide. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law was there. Pardon? Father-in-law. Y- your... <laughs> My grandmother, oh. um, bless her, um, she used to call my mother her daughter in love. And so now it's stuck. So now um It's my mom, really cute. It's really cute. Now my mum calls Renee uh, her daughter in love and uh, I call Renee my uh, sister in love because she's the sister in love. And um I don't really call Kit my brother in love. My sister's husband. No. Um because I just call him Kit. Oh yeah. <laughs> But he's my he's my brother in love. <laughs> Gotta say it's a bit of an accent, you know. I don't know what that accent is now. It's 
slightly Jewish. No, well, I am slightly. We're all slightly Jewish. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. You circumcised? No. <laughs> I had a traumatic uh, teen experience, actually, with that part of my body. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> 150 episodes in. I'm sure we've talked about this before. I don't think we have. Really? Yeah. I reckon I've asked you that question before. Uh, go nah. on. No, you go no, on. Well, tell your story because we'll find it, out. Because I'm not circumcised. I have uh, sized. Sized. <laughs> I have. Um, I have all of the skin. But when I was a, he has all of the skin. When I was a teenager, it wasn't properly peeled back. So yeah. <laughs> go on. Oh no, it wasn't smelly or anything like I that. I didn't suck. Oh, Come on. Like, no, but it, it was it was still stuck, and so it was a little bit of a painful experience. Um, the first uh, time someone touched it. Whoa, yeah. the fuck. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. Because you know, you know, there's so many things. Why? Well, hang on. One. No. 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 What do we? No. 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 I mean, I hesitate to use oh, the phrase. Let's fucking... let's unpack this. Yeah. Well, let's unpack this. That's what happened. But what do you mean the first time someone touched it was the first time you no. realised it hurt? No, no, it was, it was... Okay, so I don't mean to... All right, for, like, if anyone's watching this has ever had, like, not had a traumatic, like, private parts experience, many people have, right? And because many people have, much like when I... When Kat and I went through our first miscarriage, we didn't realise it was so common. Like, we just thought you get pregnant and you have babies. Yeah. Because... Like, of course, we know people have miscarriages, but um, it doesn't get talked about no, very no. much. And as soon as you, as soon as you tell someone that that's what's going on, then you know, every, everyone says, "Oh yeah, we we went through three. We've had four. Like it's like mm. oh, it's super common." Um, and so, but this isn't something that gets talked about either. Where lots of people with their everyone's got their own things going on with their genitalia, and some people's not. Well, who knows what a normal experience is? All I'm saying is, so the top of my foreskin, right, was, as far as I understand, still slightly attached to the top of the head of my penis. Whoa! So when someone, when I was, you know, a teenage boy and, and I had an experience with a girl the first time and it got touched, I'd never touched myself before. That's the part I wanted to unpack. Yeah, no, I never touched myself before until someone else, it was like 15, so... Yeah. I know, apparently that's weird too. Maybe not weird, but unusual. And I was just trying to just say that, you know, people's... Did the... it not just fucking go off? Um, well, yeah, I'm sure it, yeah, it did, but not like not like that. You know that scene in a movie where, like, you see teenage movies where, like, it gets touched and it's just all over straight away? That's not actually what happens to everybody. It's not what happens to everybody. Yeah. It's absolutely what happens to a lot of people. Yeah, sure. Including people who are watching this right now. Yeah, so, I guarantee it. Yeah. You poor I, fucks. I, I, maybe that's not something that you, you know... Well, look, I think it's important for me to say that because maybe the other people have gone through it too and they thought it was weird. And so, well, you know, I just think the body is weird if you've seen any of those shows on Foxtel. And um, so it's normal to have a weird body. My mum, Heart. who was a registered nurse, was in the room when I was circumcised. I'm a non-registered nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and she said to the the uh, doctor performing the surgery, um, take a bit more off. <laughs> well, that's look how that story. turned out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's fairly well turned out. <laughs> 
Well, that's why. Um, my I was one of the first jokes my dad told me, like adult jokes my dad told me that I got, like I understood. Um, so you know why why are Jewish people the most optimistic people on the planet? It's because they chop off half their penis before they know how big it's going to be. <laughs> and like, I was like, I think I was about ten when I heard it. I was like, oh, that's, and I laughed. And he's like, do you get that? I was like, yeah. And I, I think my dad had been telling me like wrong jokes all my, all my life until that point. Was, that was the barometer. That was the first one I got. And he was like, all right, yeah, <laughs> finally he's gone up. <laughs> he hasn't told me dirty jokes since. That's what I meant. Like the, the barometer. It's like, oh no, oh, well, uh, can't do it. that anymore. <laughs> I had a joke that I used to tell when I was a kid. That sounds like I told it hundreds of times. I didn't. Um, but I, I think I was down in Tasmania, so I would have been, I guess, on holidays, which would have made me not seven, at school, seven or eight years old, maybe. And the joke was, "What's rubber and hangs from a tree?" <laughs> a orangutan. Oh, that's funny. Which I had no idea what oh, it meant. Oh, cool! Like, Obviously, I heard like, it somewhere. Yeah, one of those jokes. Yeah, 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 and told it, you know, to my aunties and stuff. Oh, great! Yeah, I, I yeah. Anyway, they haven't brought it up. Um, my mum has a cool story. It's a really funny story, of when we first came to Australia. My her mother came to stay with us. You know, it was been 87, 88, 19. And um, there was something on TV and something, and the conversation was talking about oral sex, right? And my my grandmother said, "Just, just weird. It just doesn't make any sense why they could be like so excited about just talking about it." <laughs> and mum, I was like, "No, mum, that's not what it is." She's like, "What do you mean? Well, oral sex is, you know, oh my! If I find out you've ever done anything like that, brilliant." <laughs> She's like, she's married for 15 years with two kids. And oh, your mum said, years. hey mum, look at the way I can tie a knot in a snake with my... <laughs> and, oh, it's so great. People are so fantastic. I mean, it's it's hard to remember um, how fantastic people are when you're in a lockdown and all you see of people is their use of Facebook, but... Oh, come on. Once you get once you get face-to-face with people again and you realise, oh, man, people are so good. It wasn't all bad. I, that wasn't all bad. I saw mostly good stuff from people in the socials. Well, um, that's probably because it was mostly good stuff. And um, you also had... Uh, you, were, you were also, at the point in time, aiming for good stuff. So you saw good stuff. And I think right about the time when I, I was not, I couldn't see good stuff. Yeah. I could only, I don't think it was just that, you know. No, I get you. When I opened it, I, uh, it was, I don't think it was the algorithm. Yeah. Right. I think it was my brain just, you know, saw bad stuff. I get you. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. That's right. I'm um, reorientated now. You are. Yeah. Considerably so. Yeah. yeah. It's impressive. It's good. Fuck yes, yeah, it's well, good. You gotta, you know, you gotta get off course to. All right, arsonist. Get back on course. Yeah, that was the first draft. Terrible. Thank God, I wrote sixty-two drafts. Hey, we've got an original gig. <laughs> we do got an original How gig. How fun! Thursday, April the first. Sarah McAnulty said, wrote on the post, "Is this an April Fool's joke?" See, yeah, yeah, she knows. 
that it's not. Well, no. Well, she knows it's not now because I said. That's hard. Hey, someone just bought tickets. Look. Who? Nicole. Oh, Nick B. That's cute. Oh, just. It happened just then. I wasn't trying to point it out. Um, so, getting quick, because there's only 22 one, tickets left. Yeah, one now. 21 tickets left. 21 tickets? How many should you buy? I, no, there's 20 tickets left. 20? Yeah. If you start off with 30 tickets, it's really easy to get down to 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, one would hope. Yeah. I think so. I think there's an element of um, people also have started to curate their spare time in a different way now that they're allowed back out to do stuff. I do think people are making... Um, uh, okay, so I think a lot of stuff has changed. Like, for example, Crown is not allowed to be that many people. Mm. Um, but I, th- I think if that might have been a default for a lot of people before, and now it's like, well, we're not going to go there. We're going to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And seek things out because... Oh, I like our friend Veronica, who's got a plan for the year to do, like, something... She's got a plan to do things that she never did before. Yep. And to go and... Yeah, I think... Um, I don't think many people are as like, fantastic as her either. So, like, not many people are doing that. But I think most people are doing a small version of that. Yeah, she she yeah. definitely has a specific approach to things. Mm. Very, yeah. yeah. Purposeful. Purposeful's good. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say positive, but pur- purposeful is even... Yeah, she's a doer. She's a go-getter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, go-getter like one of those kind of, you know, um, you know, businessy type. Although she is. Mm. <laughs> no, I, um, but she's just go and, um, yeah, get out of life what you can by putting into life. That's what she does. Because mm. she, she's always the organiser and uh, the checker in her, that kind of person. Mm. Yeah. Love it a bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not bits, but look at That would be awful. Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> so. What's been happening? I was in LA <laughs> for the fringe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You didn't even know I was gone. I didn't know you was gone. Hmm. I play my cards fairly close to my chest. Not not for any not, particular reason. I'm not Snoopy either. No, you're not no. Snoopy. Oh. Your nose is too small. Charlie Brown. Hmm. Oh, what was the bird called? Woodstock. Woodstock. Oh, weird. Has that been banned? Funny. Has that been banned? No. Okay. Peanuts is fine. What's wrong with peanuts? Well, you can't take them to schools. <coughs> can't say peanuts. It's like yelling fire in a theatre. You can take the the comic strip though. It's just that no one would laugh at it. Because was it ever funny? I don't know. But like lots of those things, like weren't funny. They were just um, observational. They were just like kind of. Comic strips have to be funny. Do they? Yes. Well, do you think they have to be comic? My dad reads The Phantom every day in the newspaper. Well, that's like, never been funny. No. No. No, that's why I hate it. Ah, oh, right. Sometimes it's only one panel. Yeah. Just a big wide shot of the jungle and then a close up of the Phantom in his dumb purple suit, which isn't purple because it's in the newspaper. And so you've got to imagine. Can you believe this? You can imagine all the colours. Fuck off. Anyway, so purple phantom, green foliage, and then some little blurb up in the corner that says the phantom happens upon 
a fantastical scene. Yeah. And then you wait till tomorrow. Fuck off. That's uh, not that's no good. That's amazing. That's exactly no. what it's supposed to be. No, it's not. Yeah, it no, it's not. Why not? No, because Tintin. Tintin. Yeah. I loved those comic books when I was a kid. Huh. <laughs> Is that snowy? Yeah. Snowy. It's good. Yeah. Um he Do you wrote... Snowy makes that sound? It wouldn't be a wolf. Oh. No, it'd it was be, it was a... always written as wooer. Wooer. W O O A H. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Woo. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, he was Belgian, so. I think it must be like. Is like he having um, digestion? No, what? No. Belgian. Belgian? Yeah. No, he wasn't Belgian. Oh. He was Belgian. Uh, don't they make. Um, Hergé was Belgian. Don't they make uh, things <laughs> for your iPod? Oh, help me out. It's Belkin, so... Oh, you. That's... Yeah. Stop it. What? Is it um, <clears throat> Scandinavian or Russian? Hergé was Belgian, I think, not French. Okay. And so, maybe that's... Maybe that's the noise Belgian dogs make. Maybe it's like, like the like the Finnish pigs. <laughs> <laughs> and? Uh, uh, the ducks? Finnish duck? Or what's it do? Kvack. Kvack. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> I don't think... I might have made that up. I, I might have been inadvertently culturally insensitive, but I'm pretty sure it was kvack, kvack. 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 I mean, kvack. pretty much any time um, Kat sends me a message and she's grumpy about something, it is a, a, a ducking expletive. She does say ducking. Yeah. Because well, uh, I've got my, my iPhone 12 now, um, it, it, it it's... It knows that if I type MF, it autocorrects it as motherfucker. <laughs> but if I type fucking, ducking. Oh, cute. And I dip, no. Oh, see, I said all cute because that's what happens with cat. I was just assuming she writes ducking because she's sweet and lovely. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No one ever means ducking. No one, no. No, no one ever means duck. Unless it's followed by an ex... An ex, an ex, Yum. <laughs> no. Best. Don't. Oh, Best food God, ever. Man. So anyway, I was yeah. in Adelaide for the fridge. <laughs> what did you do? What did you do there? Uh, well, I went to see Stuart Reeve in his show Chameleon. He's one yeah. man show. So Stuart Reeve. Uh, you saw Rebel. Yeah. The David Bowie themed circus show. I did. He was the David Bowie he character. Was. He, he, would, he didn't actually play David Bowie, but he was. That yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. Was, yeah. He sang the songs. He sang the songs. Yeah. He was the. David Bowie of the Barry Manilow. No. The he wrote songs. So. Sorry. He put together an all-man show. Um, showcasing all the different voices that he's oh, cool. capable of doing. Yeah, yeah, and sweet. it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and he got help from a guy named Ruben Kay. If you don't know who Ruben Kay is, you should look him up. An amazing performer. Uh He's camp as anything, but butch as fuck. So stacked, stupidly good looking. And then he he, um, he does a one-man show as well. He also, uh, he does a bunch of stuff. Anyway, look him up. Amazing performer uh, and writer. He has a writer that helps him with his shows. He helps you cool. with Chameleon. Um, so, yeah, the... the 
the show is Stu kind of talking about um, his life, uh, not not from you know, and I was born in a shoebox thing, but um, you know, <laughs> you know that that thing. Do you? If you, when you read an autobiography, do you skip through the first couple of chapters? I've never ever read an autobiography. What? I've never read an autobiography. No, I've read uh, a Paul Simon and a Billy Joel biography. I have absolutely zero interest in that kind of stuff. Really? I've listened to, actually, I've listened to one of the Michael J. Fox books, um, but I I haven't read it. Right. I don't care. Really? No. Really? I don't, I don't care about how people have lived. I'm interested in what they think. But, but like, I don't yeah, care but about, like, you know, oh, I came from here and I went to that's this. That's what I mean. And I went to this school. Like, I, I care about hearing them talk about stuff and their yeah. ideas about the world. But I don't want to read a book about it. There's too many other books with interesting things that hurt my brain to read. But, well, okay. But, I mean, that's the very point I was making is do you skip, my, I mean, you haven't read an autobiography. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't care about the, 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 the being born and the growing up. And he was my primary school days. Like that's of no interest to me at all. But certainly the how people think that's totally intrinsic to their, their later life story. Surely, particularly yeah, artists and no, performers I, I and think, stuff like that. I think you're right. Um, I think you're right about this stuff. But I don't. I'm see. I don't. I'm not really that. I was left extremely cold by the um, the two biographies I read and they were very good but like the reality is is like um, I don't I actually don't feel like when I, I I'm interested okay I'm interested in the art what they do and their approach their their art but I don't ever really get anything about someone doing an analysis of it that in that, you know, talk, I just, hmm. I'm, I'm loosely cold, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm interested in watching an interview, watching someone talk about, you know, how their approach to things or, or their, their history. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't read the dirt. Nah. I just don't. Huh. It's, I don't find it stimulating. And I'm not, but I'm also not particularly into. Like you know, celebrity and gossip and stuff like that. I remember when no, you, you know not. celebrities would come to our cinemas all the time and 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 whatnot. I'd be like, you know, they'd they'd hire out you know gold class and you'd be like, oh blah blah blah's here. You're like, fucking so what? In the sense of, right, just serve them like you would serve anyone, <laughs> right? I don't understand why you'd make a bigger deal out of someone who was famous. Shouldn't you treat everyone like you were trying to give everyone the best service? And I'm not even be trying to be like no, cheeky no, no. about it, right? Recently, we've been working at the Good Guys, and we serve all the Geelong footballers. And when a Geelong footballer or someone comes comes in, right, it's like the whole place goes fucking bananas. It's like they just—I mean—they're really good at what they do, and that's my team too. But like, I'm not gonna fawn all over them. Like, just—I don't get that. And I think was one of the reasons why I've not been particularly ambitious other than to create the art. Because, like, I don't... Like, that thing of, like, uh, you hear about, oh, I want to be the best in the world. It's like, I don't want to be the best in the world or anything. I just want to be as best as I can be. Hmm. Like... I heard Barry Gibb interviewed recently and they were talking about his motivation to do what he wanted to do. And he said, oh, I wanted to be a pop star. 
Yeah. I, w- I wanted to be a rock star. He said both those things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Simple as that. It's amazing. Which I think, I mean, a lot of people have those... Um, uh, starstruck ideas when they're adolescents. Yes, certainly. And I wanted to be a guitar that. player in a band, which, like you know, be one of those guys like in Extreme or in Mr. Big, or like to be a guy which could stand across the stage and look at amazing musos and go, "Wow, am I good enough to be in this band?" Like that's what I wanted to be, right? Um, and You'd make a good Paul Gilbert. Yeah, if I could play like that, I would. <laughs> but I think there's one thing I got out of, and he's obviously one of my, um, one of the people who I learnt a lot of his stuff. But what I think I learnt from his stuff the most is like the the joy of music, the excitement of creating something that didn't exist before, of um, focusing on simple things. And really working on those, and then complex things become become simple things. Mm. Right? Um, and he was—he's a remarkable teacher. And to have kind of come up as a player at the time where he was first really putting his lessons yeah, into yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, it was, and it's quite obvious. Whenever you see him perform, like he just looks like he's having time of his life, and he can't believe that he's in a band with these guys. Um, and I really, you know. I took that a lot. Um, but back to Stu's thing. <laughs> Stu's show. Uh, he, um, so yeah, it, do, it doesn't start from when he was born. It starts from, you know, later in life and then and finding his voice as a performer. Um, he won the uh, um, Cabaret Show of the Week and they awesome. do a weekly thing. Awesome. And there's a lot of acts, a lot so of shows. shows yeah. So that's really, really good. Um, awards themselves don't really mean very much but in the scheme of things as far as promotion all that sort of stuff really really valuable Dude, like so, if that can go on a poster yeah absolutely know, for the second week huge yeah so that's yeah. very well he's only got four shows left of that so um, it's more about trying then to sell that show to other yeah, festivals and all cool. that sort of thing so that's very very cool um, so I saw his show the first night um, and ostensibly because that was a show I did a bit of work on um, and, and so I had my hand in three shows at Fringe this year, uh, and but his primarily, and certainly not anything like the extent that I did with Rebel, which yeah. was actually my yeah, show cool. kind of thing, yeah. not my show, but you're, um, you're musically directed show. Yeah, uh, but um, one of the other shows I worked on, the female. So I, I did one song for the host of this show, which was um. The show's a, a show called Shake It, and it's a it's a burlesque show, um, and she is the host, so she comes out while the other while the five or six acts are getting themselves organised, yeah. and they set the stage, and they pull up the silks, and they do all the stuff, um, and then she would do a song at the end. So I did her song for the end. Um, she then got pericarditis and has been in hospital basically the entire oh, fringe run, so hasn't done the show. So I went to see that anyway, even though um, the song I worked on wasn't in it. What's pericarditis? Uh, um, cardial, being about yeah. the heart. Yeah. Uh, it's a fuck. I don't know if it's a thickening of the heart wall, right? Or fluid. Ar- I think it's fluid around the heart. Wow. Yes, fluid around the heart. 
So, makes it hard to breathe. Yeah. Because your heart is pushing constantly against. Yeah. Oh, that's really fun. N- yeah, no, yeah. good. Stu had the same thing during Rebel. Yeah, the, last yeah. year. Yeah. Ridiculous. And Adelaide. and then he, yeah, and then he went back. Babe, not me with Adelaide. He went back too soon to gigs and then got pneumonia and went back to hospital and was fucked for six months. Like, it really, really took its toll. So, and she's a diminutive little character. I've actually never met her. We did everything over the phone because it was lockdown. Yeah. What, what song did you do for her? I did a lounge jazz version yes. of Cardi B's WAP. Wow. Mm. Could you put that up online, please? It's her song. I probably can't. Your vocals, though. Your vocal version of it. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Oh, did she hire you to do it? Yeah, I mean it's commi- it's a, a commission. It's a commission. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, anyway, um, and and I'll tell you about Shake It in a minute. And then I, I, and I went to see, I saw Ross Noble. Oh, cool. Um, because it turned out that uh, his tour manager is an old mate of mine. Oh, I mean old mate of yours too, Tony Day. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Um, he's such a lovely man. Oh, and I haven't seen him for ages. Yeah. He he would pop up on the live streams. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, thanks to him, I went and saw Ross Noble, who was really funny. He's a funny guy. And I, I, I want to. I'm not going to ask the question because I don't want to know the answer. But I, I really want to ask Tony, his tour manager, or his sound guy. I think probably both. both it's fringe. Yeah, yeah. Um, if the show I saw last night, God, it was only last night, um, was imp. Improvised, based on what was happening in the room. Yeah. Like actually improvised, or if it was really well acted, that it was improvised. But oh, he's a very very swish like comedian. Like oh yeah, hundred percent. But this was so much about what was happening in the room, and so seamless of him beginning to tell what sounded like this. So this is the this is the learned routine. Yeah. And then, you know, getting one line into that and then switching back to what was happening in the room and then referencing the fact that... I, I know, I know. We are going to get back to the fact <laughs> that I was doing the cycling here in Adelaide. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I want to... I want to know, but I don't want to know. Yeah, very funny. Uh, so the first show I saw last night, though, and this is where the balloon animal... The host... He blew a, you know, one of those big long ones, and hey, is this a balloon? Yes, yeah, he okay. blew a big long balloon, and swallowed it like a sword yeah. swallower, and I, did something inside and turned it into an animal inside himself, <laughs> like your mum. Wow! <laughs> uh, I actually felt sick yeah. as he was doing it, because of course he was going, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> genuinely. I had the sensation of that fucking. Hor- <laughs> it's a trick, ladies and gentlemen. But I'd be fucked if I know how he does it. Yeah. Tricks. Tricks. Anyway, so shake it. Burlesque show. The first act, um, like a proper burlesque show, came out all very sultry and blah blah blah, and then you know, sort of thirty seconds into it. Music changes, and she says, "Let's fuck shit up." So it was a, was an in your face burlesque show, and she was too. So she nude it up, first first act in. 
So, all right, great. Check flights. <laughs> uh, I got a little bit of firmness. Oh, right, yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was nice. <laughs> As you were. Um, the the second act. I'm not going to describe every act. I just the second act. Um, um, quite, uh, not statuesque, but certainly quite tall. Um, very pretty face, white, like a like a. If you imagine a white business suit, but of course it was circus wear, so it was one piece, cut really low. Um, so really quite striking looking. And she did a thing where you know she got on one of those um, tables with the shoulder. Uh, yeah. With, yeah, so she could lie with her head towards the audience and her shoulders propped against these things and her legs in the air while she um, balanced these Japanese fans and did these amazing tricks and spun them up in the air and, and you know, turned them around with her feet and all that sort of thing. Um, really pretty, really delicate um, act. She then came out, she was then the last act on as well. She came out stark naked Um with a popcorn maker on her head and the power cord hanging down, <laughs> um, proceeded to pour popcorn kernels into the thing. Um, someone threw, crash, a an extension cord out. She plugged that in and she proceeded to kind of dance and hula hoop as the popcorn <laughs> popped and then all started pouring it over the top. Um, put butter all over herself. Uh, and then pulled a salt shaker out of her vagina and salted the herself and the buttered self <laughs> and the popcorn. Burlesque, ladies and gentlemen. Um, how it much was, was a combo? <laughs> it was quite the. Did she offer quite the spectacle? <laughs> oh, very good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And no. 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 Wow. That's uh, a shame. Village should get onto that. <laughs> Just trying to get people back in the cinema. She was the... quite the thing. Yeah. So Shake It is the name of the show, and I suggest you all go. Wow. Yeah. It's worth seeing. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Don't stop... It... Every time I've seen a show like... Well, I've never seen a show like that that was quite as... Uh, Risque. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I've seen things that are close, and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the burlesque show you and I went and saw in Berlin? Oh, man. I still quite, I still quite, you know when you're overseas. It wasn't risque, by the way. Oh, it was just. Despite what you might think about Berlin, you hear Berlin and you hear burlesque show and you I've think, so wow. many of those great, you know, movies where wild things are happening in Berlin and we're like, this is going to be a great night out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like, no, say what you want about the Nazis, but they knew how to throw a burlesque party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, um... <laughs> It was a great night. It was a great, it was a great night. night. That was a good trip. With just the tiniest hint of vagina. True. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and it literally was like, boop. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, <sighs> anything else happening? In, in just the last seven months? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You've got more news than me. I do. So many newses. Do we? Do we what? Do you? Yeah, news. Will you? What? Can you? Yeah. Are you about to? Sure. Do it. Yeah, I've got a little nubsy on the way. A little nubsy? Yeah, it's, we, we call it nubsy. 
Okay. All right, because when um when we came home from a scan and it was like a little small, you know, little little flickering heartbeat on the screen, and Cat looked up. Um, you know, the stage of development at that point in time because we had no idea. And then on Christmas Eve, my cat was feeling rubbish, and so she went and got went to the doctor, and the doctor said, "I oh, will get a test." And we had no idea that she could be pregnant. Was that's crazy. Then she, she anyway, she looked up and it said that um, the uh, currently at this stage there are no arms or legs, but there are little buds. And she said, "Oh, little buds, little nubs." <laughs> and so we have we have no idea what the name will be of this child when it's born so we're just calling it Nubsy great yeah that's cute okay yeah do you when? 10th of August okay um yeah it's crazy how are you and I going to do a fringe show where we play all the characters in Rocky Horror (laughs) when you're going to be a dad to a six month old what do you what do you mean how we can make shit work jeez man Cheese man, cheese man. Uh, we uh, yes, we're gonna do the Rocky Horror Show. We're gonna play every character. It's gonna be called the Rocky Horror 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 Show. <laughs> yeah, um, Rocky. Oh, so you're doing that role, are you? Oh, sorry. No, oh, just... right. <laughs> Fucking Ronnie. <laughs> are you gonna be Janet or Brad? Ah. Uh... I think Janet. I've got big boobs. Yeah. Did Susan Sarandon have big boobs? Well, I don't know if they were big, but my recollection of the movie is that they were tremendous. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Good. She's a very beautiful young woman. Um, She's a very beautiful woman. Yes, she is. Uh, As is um, Helen Mirren. When Helen Mirren was young, she was, uh, I mean, she is still incredibly beautiful, but. You know, we kind of forget because the last sort of 25 years she's been an older lady. Yeah. Helen Mirren also is fucking dirty. What do you mean? She's dirty. What do you mean? She's good. I don't know what you mean. Actually, we'll just wait till our podcast. Um, Helen Mirren was... So, I mean, I guess a little like what you were just saying, we forget. But Helen Mirren was a genuine sex siren. Well, I didn't know that. So I think the first time I was really aware of Helen Mirren as an actress is probably, you know... The Queen. No, but 20-odd years ago, not odd years, but 20-ish years ago when I was working at the cinema and I don't know what film she was in, but she was in something like, I guess that's Helen Mirren. At that stage, she's already grey-haired. Helen Mirren back in in her day was the Sharon Stone of her era. Absolutely, because she's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. Mm. Well, I didn't know that. Wait, wh- how, what are we talking about here? Just the hot actresses? Is that what we're doing? What? No, we... Helena Bonham Carter. I love her. Do you? Oh I love her. She's God. sensational. She's a great actress. Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. It was the last thing I saw her in, and she was bloody fabulous. Nola even... Holmes. Loved her in that. Is that the last thing you saw her in? Yes. Yes, I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. She's a great actress. Um... How did we get onto this? Now, you know, in twenty twenty one, are they are they actors or actresses? They're actors. Everyone's actors. an actor. Everyone's an actor. Yep. All the world is a stage. Very good. Very good. Um, <laughs> yes, Susan Sarandon. Yeah, but she was very attractive when she was young. Um, that means you have to sing. Ta 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 
touch me. Yeah. But I'll sing it low. I'll sing it like a blues thing. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what I'll do. Okay, great. Are we going to do this show? This is fucking hilarious. <sighs> yeah. We've got our other show we were going to do. What were we going to do? Oh, yeah. There are worse things I could do. There are worse things I could do. Um, I still reckon that's got legs. Yeah, totally. Well, let's do it. Okay. Let's stop doing all this other dumb shit we're doing and do, do the things that we want to do. Yeah, I like agree. Like the Anywheres. Oh, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, Talk about them. Oh, well, uh, the Anywheres is a thing that I does. Oh, Kat said something funny the other week. <laughs> She's clearly pregnant. She said, Ah, oh, well, I was ditting this. <laughs> I was ditting something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? <laughs> she was doing it. She was ditting it. Yeah. Oh, and I went, were you really? She said, I know what I said. Let's move on. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, um, poor love. Yeah, so the Anywheres is Rosie, Conforto, and myself. And we uh, finally have released some musics. And we did a little double EP launchy thing the other week. Last week. Um, and we loved it so much that uh, I said to you, this venue's so great to play in, man. We should do our own original stuff here as well, together. And mm-hmm. you said yes. And that's mm. what those tickets were being purchased earlier. Yeah. Um, but that's exciting. So um, we got the photos from the photo shoot for the album cover back today. Oh, okay. So means in the next sort of two weeks or so, the album... When I say album cover, like the... So we had to get high-res enough to go on a vinyl sleeve. Because mm. you can just you can take any well, you can take relatively low res photos and put them on a CD. Yeah. But when you're blowing something up to being, and we're going to have a gatefold. Yeah. And the, so the photo on the inside of that had to be really high yeah. res. So we ended up having, we actually did two photo shoots until we, well, we did three. We had to do a third with a proper photographer with a proper camera who knew what she was doing. Wow. Yeah, she's done a great job. So. We have booked that gig. That's on the 25th of June. Awesome. Before that, on the 1st of May, you're going to play with us mm. uh, at GM Sound. It's very exciting. Like this, the good thing about normal gigs not going back, for me, <laughs> is that I'm trying to book gigs where I get to play music that matters to me. Yeah. As opposed to, because all my gigs I do, I go generally, well, not all our gigs, almost all the gigs I do, I get to play with someone else. Now, I right. used to be doing mostly solo gigs. Well, half at least half solo gigs pre-COVID, and there's not really many of those. And so, I'm only doing two or three gigs a week. And when I'm, I do the brand by myself, and I love that place. But most of the other places I get offered solo gigs are like, "Hey, go shout in the corner um, <laughs> by yourself." It's like, well, I'll shout in the corner with my mate, but I don't want to do it by myself. Yeah. yeah. So. It's great that some of these opportunities are coming up and then, you know, effectively, if you can sell 30 tickets at 20 bucks a head, you're kind of getting what you get at the pub, you know, shouting in the corner. Mm-hmm. But you get to do this instead. And arguably... Sounds a super plan. ...provide more focused, specific kind of experience for people. That's the feedback we got from the Anywheres stuff last week. Okay. That it was, oh, this was like... Was really nice. It was a nice experience. That it wasn't just like going to a, a pub and ordering a palmer kind of thing, which you know is great, but um, not for the chicken. Uh, yeah, it's crummy. I love. 
She liked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's lots of stuff like that going on. Good. Yeah. And... <laughs> you got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. I tell you what, I really know how to draw up a chord chart for the E and the E minor, C and D chords now. Having done it a lot. Uh, but it's been really exciting. Actually, teaching, like... Um, newbies to play guitar it's been really fun I hate when he refers to me like that but no I mean I get away with it couldn't teach you much about playing guitar (laughs) no because I'm inteachable (laughs) um I was about to say golden nugget of uh uh quote from a child in a class but um, they do say the darndest things yeah um, so I have this like analogy when I'm, I try to get so some sometimes it's hard to get a kid to um, hold their hand on a guitar neck the the optimal way to, yeah, yeah. to get the curve of the fingers so they can play the chord cleanly mm-hmm. and there's like a bit of a thumb that does this or it goes underneath or something like that so my you got my go-to analogy is: Have you ever take picked an apple off a tree? And almost everyone says, "Oh yeah, right." And it's like you want to have your hand in that kind of same position where you would go to that and then pull it down. And then so that sticks on the back, and then that's how you do it. So this young fellow yesterday, I said said this, I said the same thing, and um, he, he goes, "Oh no, I've never picked an apple off a tree." And I said, <laughs> "A lemon or a lime." <laughs> Yeah. Um, you ever change a light globe? I go, no, you're 10, as if you've ever changed a light globe. That's ridiculous. <laughs> don't change. I was like, I don't even try. <laughs> right? And I said, all right, um, you ever picked a grape off a bunch of grapes? He's like, yeah, I love grapes. Grapes are my favorite food. <laughs> we have like three bags of grapes in my house. You wouldn't shut up. I have three gr- bags of grapes in my house right now. My mum just thinks I'm weird because I love grapes so much. One time I ate so many grapes, my poo turned green. <laughs> I said, oh, really? He said, yeah. And blueberries, they do the same thing. Great. <laughs> and I'm there going, well, yeah. I said, anyway, by the way, grapes, you know when you pick a grape off, the, the bunch of grapes? He goes, yeah. I go, and you, you kind of, you pick one off like that, but you've got to be delicate, but you've got to be specific. He's like, yeah. I said, well, you want to put your thumb on the back of the neck of the guitar and your finger on the front string like that, and you want to squeeze just enough to get the right pressure. It's like, ah, right. That was it. The rest of the lesson, he could put his hand in the right spot. Right. Yeah. Great. And all I could think of was um, him being, like, my age now, like, instead of 30 years' time, still playing guitar, possibly teaching someone else <laughs> guitar, just remembering at one point in time he told his guitar teacher that he had uh, um, his poo doing room. I hope so. Fantastic. That'd be good. <laughs> Great. Um, it's good to be back, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you messaged. Thanks be- for being patient. Shut up. Before, it's over now. Before this. <laughs> All right, patience out the window. Um, you would never be an um, ambulance driver then. No. no. You can't put your patients out the window. No. They don't open. Yeah, that that's, oh, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Whenever I see an ambulance, every time I see an ambulance, I think of that scene in Silence of the Lambs 
when um, Hannibal Lecter rips the guy's face off his face. Does he do that? Yeah, have I mean, you not seen that? Science Yeah, but I don't, you know me. Dude, I don't remember things. still I get to so watch good. things over and over again. You've never seen the bloody like the Goonies, first time. Huh? No, I've never seen the Goonies. Yeah. Definitely never seen that. But I know um, of Sandy Lauper's song from it. Good enough. What, is it good enough? Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a professional musician, did you know? Yeah. Yeah, she did a lot of Cindy Lauper in that. Yeah. That. Have you seen the... She vi- can sing. Um, she... His, 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 all right, this is a controversial thing to say. Oh, gosh. Cindy Lauper is an excellent vocalist. Yes. Maybe not a great singer. And the distinction being that, like, a little bit like a lot of the most famous singers mm. are actually not really singers. No. They don't have great control of their voice... They have a thing that they do, and it is really interesting and spectacular. Yeah, which makes them, in my my definition, I say, there's vocalists and there's singers. Mm. There's like so, like you know, John Farnham's a great example of a remarkable singer who just has, you know, full control of yeah, every yeah. instrument to the point where not many people have that that ability. Yeah, and I would go as far as saying, you know, John Bon Jovi, great vocalist. You know, like had yeah. this special thing. Yeah. Or had this special thing. Maybe yeah. doesn't happen as much anymore. Oof. Um, Not even a little bit. Yeah. Rod Stewart, great vocalist. I think he, be, I think he over time became a singer. But like, you know, like, I think he had a... Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Oh, there's a lot of those. And I th- but here's the thing. I think it's very rare to have a female vocalist. I think most... Uh, women who get to have a career in music are real s- singers. They've like, mm. got great, incredible control. Um, huge. It's very rare for them to be... Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. not bad. Yeah, you know that's I mean? interesting, actually. I, I wonder if it's because... Mm-hmm. Um, girls, when they're young, little girls, do a lot of singing when they're young. Together, as well. Like, they sing, they do that thing in the bedroom, like, you know... And they sing all the time, and there's, uh, and boys don't really sing, like unless they're, you know, they went to a school with a choir, right? But there's this kind of thing. I think a lot of boys don't discover that they've got a voice until they're teenagers, and they just happen to go, well, I, I guess I can do that. You don't think it's just because there's that many more boy male vocals, vocalists around because of the way the industry is geared, has always been geared, that there's just there's bound to be more of them. Well, I think there's another aspect which we which I haven't mentioned. I think the just the way that the male vo- vocal cords are built with the passaggio that women don't have yeah. um, is another thing too. It's a huge obstacle in order to be able to, I mean, I'm not good at it, but to train, you actually really have to be trained to work that out unless you happen to be kind of kinesthetically gifted enough to be able to just do it naturally mm. and not many men are mm. so we, they end up having a thing right um, but I, you know women don't physiologically don't have that obstacle um, but I do think there's a lot I do think and I, I notice this because you know having seen friends with young children and the whole nursery rhyme singer now there's TV and there's 
you know, the Wiggles and there's, uh, you know, Frozen and stuff like that. And boys are just running around being nutcases while girls is pretending to be Elsa. Sure. Right. And of course, there's plenty of boys who pretend to be Elsa too. Like, it was clearly, um, well, I'm just, we're generalising. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do well, think there's, there's... clearly not as many, and that's the point. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I think there's this kind of, um, the things that boys and girls tend to emulate when they're young, I think just tend to be di- quite different. Yeah. And, and I think a lot more girls do the performery type thing and so they have by the time they become and also they hit they hit puberty younger and they so they hit maturity younger so they get focused earlier on stuff like that so there's a lot of really um good female vocalists who are like young singers and i think boys just don't start messing around with that until until they're you know teenagers possibly true yeah yeah and the other thing is the reason why there's why I mean I think it's obvious really the reason why there's so many more male musicians or singers than female musicians is because guys really don't mind sitting in a dark room for eight hours a day learning how to do their thing when they're teenagers. It's actually kind of like replaces initiation that so many cultures have had. This mm-hmm. whole thing about you know just getting obsessed with with a thing like a drum kit or a thing or even. I've got friends who were singers who they did that instead of playing guitar they worked on their voice mm. and they've got crazy voices now I just think it's a bit more of a boy thing to be antisocial and just do your thing by yourself whereas girls would tend to be more sociable tend to that's okay. clearly there's lots of exceptions to that but I think that's why um, I don't th- yeah I, th- I think it's fundamentally um, how many female students have you got um, well, I teach at one. I teach at an all-girls school, so, um, so you got a few there. All of them <laughs> there, uh, um, and it's pretty. At the other, uh, I think it's three girls and five boys at the one school, and then five girls, three boys at the other school. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Now, incidentally, at those. Both of those schools, I'm not the only guitar teacher. So okay. there's, at the, at the one school where, where there's, there's a few more girls and boys, there's another day of teaching. Someone else has that. But I have one of four guitar teachers at this other school. Yeah. So what happened with COVID last year is that no kids could play sport. Yeah. So they were locked in their house the whole time and they were like, so many of them just picked up dad's old guitar or mum's really? old guitar. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, wow, okay. Yeah. I don't think, too, the, the, incidentally, these are three very good schools. Mm. And so there's, you know, parents who are really keen to give their kids, like, a you know, a well-rounded education and mm. to foster interest in that or that. Um, in particular, one kid is great. He's like, oh, I don't really want to, you know, year seven, but, like, kind of, kind of like a an old soul, you know. So yeah, I don't really want to play guitar, but, you know, mum says I has to, have to because I just go fishing and hunting all the time. Right. He's just got such a good... He's got a great character. Like, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I just to kind of appeal to his sense of it's handy to know stuff and, you know, if you know it, you know, like it, it's better than not knowing it. Yeah. Like, at all. And he's like, oh, yeah, all right. And he's good. 
Isn't like, because he? he's real, because the whole, like, if he likes fishing and hunting, then he's pretty dexterous, so you yeah. can just put his hand where Practical. it needs to go. Yeah. Um, and so there's an element of that, you know, I said to him, so have you ever been, like, you know, out hunting and there's, like, a campfire and someone pulls out a guitar and starts singing a song? He's, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's real, like, you know, he's little too. He's not, like, a, a big, gruff kid. But, um, yeah, he's, oh, yeah. I said, well, you could be that, that person that does that. All right. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> It's so great. <laughs> How old? Oh, like what? Twelve? You know. Brilliant. But they're all great, man. There's um, it's really there's not a single kid where you know I'm just like, oh, this one's trouble. It's like they're really cool. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you're enjoying um, it. How long have you been doing it? Uh, Three just, days. Yeah, yeah, six days. Now. <laughs> Is it really only a week? Yeah, two weeks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. But I have a look, you know, I really enjoy working with the good guys too. And, you know, there's there's elements about, you know, all of them which is not ideal, but, you know, well, that's just life, isn't it? But um, I think I really, I got a bit with the good guys in particular, like, um, I got reminded of what my attitude towards life was pre-COVID. Yeah. Which is like a, a kind of, get up and go and you know engage with the world and you know be like be like Veronica you know like you know be someone who you know initiates stuff and um, uh, or be or be like what you were like I was saying like you were like you know if you 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 aimed at you know positive things so you saw positive things and so before that I was I was just a bit we had a rough year as well at, at home but um, yeah it was was bizarre. Was bizarre. Like I, you know, I didn't see you for what seven months. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was awful. It's absolutely awful. Um, and I kind of lost my ability to kind of really plug in. Uh, so it took a while to get that back. But the good thing about you know, say working at the good guys is, new people got put in front of me. All day, every day, and I got to choose whether I would be excited to see them and see if I could do something for them, or I got to be like some of the other people that work there and like. What are these people doing interrupting my day? <laughs> um, yeah, okay. And well, it's good to have you back. Thanks. Good to be back. Oh, fell. Let's um, let's wrap up. It's been about an hour, just like the old days. Just like the old days. And uh, well, who knows when we'll do the next one? But, um, four candles. Four candles. No, four candles. Isn't that one of the greatest sketches so of great. all time? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it on the way home. I think you should. Yeah. Excellent. Um Thanks for hanging out with us again. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Uh we'll be back in seven months. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it was only yesterday. So that seven months we're still going. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Alright, great. Um Slot of biscuits. Ah, oh, there you go. Look, it's like falling off a bicycle horse. Oh, I remember. What's that? That's marimba. I didn't hear what you said the first time. Uh, I was yeah. mumbly. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, was that that Pat Benatar song? Oh, not on purpose. Okay. Yeah. You're good. No dolphins were harmed in my impersonation of a mallet instrument. Tired. Yeah, me too. Yeah, all right.
I'm going to go home and cuddle my cats. Yeah, cool. I'm going to go and um, cuddle my dogs. <laughs> my cat be asleep. If I go in there yeah. and tell her tonight, she'd be crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs>